0: This episode is sponsored by Our Nanny Diary. I am so excited to tell you about Our Nanny Diary because I have used this product in my nanny day and it is a total game changer. I use their communication log, which is a bound book that you get that you can communicate with parents. And it's so wonderful because it is made by nannies for nannies. So the, the way that it is formatted and laid out is so wonderful great for making communication easy without as much mental load from you. They have cues for exactly what you should write down and check boxes for things like what time uh, a diaper change happened, things like that. Um, But they're also more than just communication logs. They have amazing downloadable packets that can offer help to families and nannies. They have downloads that help with household management, templates for check-in meetings, which can be hard to navigate. it's your first time, specific downloads for infant care, and a nanny educator bundle with lesson plans and more. They even have introduced a nanny evaluation bundle when it's time to discuss that raise, which is so helpful. And coming soon, they have a nanny onboarding bundle to ensure success with new nanny family relationships. I highly recommend you visit OurNannyDiary.com and look at the choices that would work well for you and your nanny day. Be sure to follow them on social media, Facebook and Instagram for great resources, specials, tips to use their diaries and more. Visit our nannydiary.com today. Hey listeners, did you know that Chronicles of Nania is on Patreon? I wanted to specifically tell you about the bonus episode for this month. For October, Tessa from Shenanigans and I recorded a bonus episode all about true crime and some of our favorite true crime and why we are fascinated by it. It's a really fun, wonderful episode, very different from the podcast. So if you head over to patreon.com slash chronicles of Nannia, you can listen to that bonus episode you join the wardrobe tier. And don't worry, just like it has been for five years, the podcast is always going to remain free to you. I'm not changing that at all. But if you want bonus episodes, early access, ad-free episodes, a Facebook group that's Patreon only, head on over to patreon.com slash Chronicles of Narnia and join the community. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler, and this week we are going to be talking about boundaries as a nanny, which is a topic that we've covered before, but it, there's never enough, and boundaries have shifted During COVID. So, to do that, I have brought on the modern nanny, Sarah Carlisle Stewart. Hello, Sarah. Hello, hello. So excited to be here today. I'm so excited to have you here. I have been following you on Instagram for a while now, and your posts are so helpful as remind, like these gentle reminders that often show up exactly when I need them. Um, So I really appreciate that. I'm glad that they show
1: up when you need them, because I'm posting them as I need them. So (laughs) that is one of the things about um, this Instagram page that I've fallen in love with is just the more we share our stories and our experiences, so many people are like, oh my gosh, I've gone through the same exact thing, or I had no idea somebody else was experiencing something like that. So yeah, they're all posted from, like, my own real experiences and my own laughs at myself and my own,
0: yeah, ramblings, inner ramblings. Wonderful. Well, they're really helpful. Um, and before we get to talking about that, about boundaries and and all the wonderful things that you have shared um, over the course of me following you, and I know you shared them before I hopped on the train too. Um, before we get to all that, I would love to hear your nanny journey. I think they're so fascinating. Totally. So mine is a little bit
1: different in that I got started in my childcare career and childcare journey as a behavioral therapist. Wow. So I studied psychology, did a lot of child development um, did a lot of hands-on research with kiddos with autism, with young adults with schizophrenia, like I just did a lot of this child development sphere. Um, and so I went towards behavioral therapy, loved it, fell in love with my kiddos, but I felt like um, I was being held back by the system of some sorts. And I, so I wasn't able to give them intentional individual care that I wanted to or that I could see um, was just out of reach in that system. Uh, So I decided to pursue nannying so I could kind of put that as more individualized care and I could focus on one kiddo and one family and really support them through that journey. Um, So my nannying career kind of kind of slid from like a privatized behavioral therapy point um, and then just moved from there into supporting families, whatever they look like. Um, When I was a behavioral therapist, obviously my families looked so wide ranging in so many different uh, economic status, so many different locations, so many different all cultures. Um, So yeah, being one nanny for one family, I was able to really like zone in into this one family. And that's been magical.
0: Yeah, that that is so interesting. um I do love that it is different. And yet, like I did almost the exact same thing out of teaching of like I was in the classroom and I was like, I they. It's just, it felt, yeah, just out of reach to like actually be able to help (laughs) the kids. (laughs) And like, not to say that teachers are not helping children because they absolutely are. But I felt that the way that I wanted to interact with my students um, was not like allowed in a classroom setting because right. we got to talk about Frankenstein, you know? Exactly. And I felt so like inauthentic
1: and like unaligned because I was like, it's just right there. I can see the road that I'm supposed to be on with this child development. Um, and I just can't do it because of X, Y, and Z and I totally understand why I wouldn't be able to do them because of X, Y, and Z. Right. But yeah, yeah there was I- things I wanted to do more gentle parenting, more conscious parenting things that I wasn't really allowed to do because um, we were stuck on this like trajectory and this is what this looks
0: like. Yes, yes, which uh, a few weeks ago, we had uh, an ABA, Applied Behavioral Analyst on um, who was doing, was having a similar reaction to behavioral therapy, um, and created her own practice that um, is still ABA, but has space for some of those gentler parenting, positive discipline, all of that good stuff. So, if you haven't listened to that that episode, go back and listen to Applied Behavioral Happiness as well, because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, but yeah, yeah. because
1: it's it, yeah, there's a whole lot in that arena, that specific industry that, yeah. And I was, um, doing strictly play-based therapy and that even that was like, I'm doing the play, which I firmly believe in is how my kiddos learn. I'm not about to sit at a table and do flashcards, but at the same time I was still being held back from making that that real intentional impact that I wanted to make, um, yeah. So nannying has been such an amazing outlet for that to make that intentional impact, individualized impact, um, and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And since we are in people's homes, we are going very, um, you know, it's a it's a a deeper. Relationship with the families that we work with, rather than this, you know, these few touch points like once a week. So we're seeing we're part. You know, sometimes people say we're part of the family. I I have areas where I disagree with that, but um, you know, we're there a, a lot of our waking hours, of the children's waking hours, <laughs> um, and so these boundaries around nannying can get so complicated and squishy um, so quickly. So I would love for us to like talk through some of those um, and how we can help firm up those boundaries, how we can help figure out where our boundaries are. I think that would be a lovely place to start of like, sometimes it's, it's like, I don't even know how I feel about like, I don't even know what I want it to look like. What advice do you have around like helping yourself figure out where, where your boundaries are?
1: Yeah, totally. And just like I said, with my um, own like childcare career, really that is all boundary work and all figuring out what, what sparks me what is aligned with me what makes me feel the most authentic um what supports me the most because that's what boundaries are i think so often we think of boundaries as um like walls we put up between people and sometimes they are like that sometimes they are these harsh things because we've kind of let them get to that point Um, But a lot of the time it's just engaging. How are we going to do this so that both parties are healthy? Both parties are represented. Both parties feel authentic and aligned um, and figuring out what that means for you. And totally as caregivers, um, by nature, sometimes we we follow the line of what our boss parents say or what. Um, Agencies say, or what the culture says, and stuff, and and it's not always what is best for us. Um, so really, navigating what that looks like for you specifically, um, and that's so wonderful that nannying gives us that opportunity um, yes. because we're also individual. So it is an opportunity for us to embrace that individuality and find out what this career looks like for each one of us.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that that is what I love about nannying so much is that there is so much space and and time. You know, I say all the time on the podcast like we have the time to examine a rock for 20 minutes with a child, you know, or however long, <laughs> um, I think I've maxed out at one rocket 20 minutes, but, um, <laughs> I mean the child maxed out. So <laughs> really- you're like, I was done within two minutes. But- yeah, I was over it. <laughs> no. Um, I lo- I do love how, uh, how, when we do go on those types of walks, how it reminds me to be mindful. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes I am like, we have to go to the playground. And as I'm saying and I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> like,
2: if
1: this, yeah. is, if this Which is, is where such the a play great, is,
0: that's a great example
1: of what we imagine boundaries to be. We're like, oh, the boundary is that we need to get to the park. In this time frame, in this by this, so we do this, da-da-da-da. But really, the boundaries could be like what is honoring this space right now. And that is the entire walk. That's the entire journey over to the park, not just the destination. And so I think that idea sometimes even gets in our head as nannies that there's like this end of the tunnel place we need to be, and we don't live in the entire <laughs> journey that we're on. And it's so, so fun. <laughs>
0: Yes, it is. And I love hearing you ask these questions of like, how do I honor Um, what is aligned with my values, things like that. I think that some of sometimes those types of questions, um, even if we know them, I know that I struggle to to remember them sometimes in those moments. Do you have other examples of like those types of questions that you can ask yourself to help be more aligned to help honor the time? Yeah, totally. I think back to that, just
1: kind of like keeping it open and questioning instead of these like hard, definitive um, things. Cause sometimes we're like, yeah, no, that just doesn't work for me. But it's like, well, how how can we make it? How would it work for you? Or sometimes we think like, oh, this job just isn't it. Well, how can, what about this job isn't it? What about this job is it? Because sometimes we can stop ourselves from getting what we actually want because we are stuck in this idea of what a good nanny looks like or a good nanny talks like or a good nanny... Uh, what her boundaries look like, instead of just like, what do your boundaries look like? And then you will be
0: an amazing nanny because of them. Yeah, yeah. And I do feel like a lot of times the like the nanny groups on Facebook and things like that are wonderful resources. If you have your own alignment, figured out but I feel like if you don't and you go into those spaces a lot of times there is this like comparison is the thief of joy that happens and I know for me I take breaks when I'm like trying to make a big decision about things or like those are not the spaces that I turn to when I'm feeling unaligned (laughs) um because we can have that pull of like well, I, I should i the shoulds start happening like i should be doing it like this i should be able to work 40 hours a week i should be having an activity that i've planned every day for a child things like that the shoulds creep in
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and
0: the shoulds are what
1: like what our critical companion is what i like to call him um feeds off of it loves that and it's like it's going to keep you're going to keep proving to yourself that these boundaries don't work, that people don't respect them, that they're selfish, that they're over, over asking too much. If we keep like staying in that space where it feels icky, if we don't think we're worthy of setting the boundaries, then that's going to prove to yourself that you're not going to have the boundaries.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah.
1: And we self-sabotage ourselves and we're like, oh, well, they, Uh, they're not going to let me have Friday night off because they've always had me on Friday night. But it's like, well, like, let's ask the question. Like, you don't know (laughs) until you ask the question. And when you ask it from that, well, I don't know, they're probably going to say no place, then yeah, you're probably going to fulfill that it's going to be a no. But if you know that you're worthy of asking for that, and you know that that is supportive of you and your longevity, like it's a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to ask
0: because that's what's making this whole. Yes, yes. And I think that that is a really good um, point about when we go into act to make that ask, having Like, doing the words of affirmation, like, saying them out loud to yourself in the mirror. And I know that that can feel hokey. And, like, sometimes you're, you're like, I'm being really silly. But it also works. (laughs) Like, it also really does, like, pump you up. So going in and asking and balancing it with that open, curious, like, not ultimatum. Um, not being like, give me Friday night off or I quit. <laughs> that's, that's too far in the other direction. Yeah. And I think sometimes
1: this, the hard part is we let ourselves get to that point yes. to the point of like, if I don't get Friday night off, I'm, I'm out of here where it's like, okay, if you're recognizing that, um, you're not full, your cup isn't full, you're recognizing that you don't have the bandwidth right now to fill your cup and you need extra time to fill that cup. Let's talk about that instead of waiting till the end where it's like the cup is never going to get filled. I'm throwing it in the trash. <laughs> like <laughs> there's so much work we can do up until that point where it feels so.
0: Ah. Yes. Yes. Where you feel like you're going to explode. Um. Yeah. I, I believe it was Amber of a nanny's life fame um who talked about how she often takes random days off instead of like taking one week off she'll like take off a Monday here or there um or a Friday or whatever day uh and I think that is so smart (laughs) and you know everyone's life is different and their journey is different, but I just had never thought about it that way before of like, just having a Monday off (laughs) and what a difference that can make to your mental health. Yeah.
1: And once we kind of like take a step back, I think at first we are so immediate to like, that's not going to work. There's no way that's going to work. And like, sure. In our current circumstances, if we're going to keep navigating like that, that situation is not going to work, but we can totally change things. Like that's the amazing part about nannying. Why I kind of went towards it is there's just so much flexibility and so much fluidity, and we can take advantage of that and not um, not feel so overwhelmed by it.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk through more like specific situations. Um, with nanny families, because we don't have an HR department. So sometimes um, things come up. One thing that gets talked about a lot, but I think it gets talked about a lot because it continues to be a, a struggle and a problem is that job creep. So, you know, you're asked to load and unload the dishwasher, not in your contract, hasn't been asked before. And suddenly that's like, the expectation now <laughs> um or or whatever you know like that times whatever is happening you know sweep the floors or um like one nanny on one of those boards was talking about how like they were out of town one week and because guaranteed hours, like they asked her to come like clean the baseboards. But then that like started to become like a monthly expectation. And she was like, I have no interest in cleaning the baseboards. (laughs) Um, So how can we handle those like gentle pushes away from our boundaries? (laughs) Totally. Um,
1: I think so often we will say yes to that initial ask because it proves something to them that we're like dependable, that we're flexible, that we're helpful, that we're X, Y, and Z. Um, And just recognizing that like you only have so many hours in your day, in your workday, and you do want to do a good job. And to do the best job, you really can't add on (laughs) these extra um, especially if you're already working yourself to the bone. And so I think a big part of that, a big part of our caregiving is that it has a lot of in- invisible work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of work that other people don't realize that we are doing. Um, and so a big part of that is kind of making that visible to our boss parents. Like showing them like, this is actually what I'm doing with my full day. I'm not sitting around for two hours where I have the extra time to ki- to clean baseboards. Like they might think that, you're, that you have extra time that you need to fill. Um, so really making your work visible. Like this is what I'm doing. Let's let, I want to give you an insight into what my day looks like. And usually once parents start to see like what you're doing, they start to give you more that is, um, in that playing field. Like when they see that, like, Oh, she's taking time to, um, make the play space. Uh, and I didn't realize that she was spending time doing the play space. Let me give her more like freedom towards that play space or more freedom towards that instead of the activities that we're not wanting to do. And, Job creep is 100% real. And I think one thing, I think we fear boundaries because we save them for these confrontational spaces, for these conflict spaces. And so they're really scary. And that discomfort is enough for us to shy away from them altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, So, really building a practice of having those conversations, building a practice where conflict or disagreement or we're not on the same page isn't world ending, but is something that you move on past that you communicate through and building that as a part of your regular rhythm and your regular structure as a nanny with your boss parents. Um, it doesn't feel shattering when when something goes amiss because it's like, oh, it's just another conversation. And if you have those regularly, like it doesn't have to be every day, Um, I know so often we're like, well, I can't stay extra 15 minutes to talk about everything I did today Mm -hmm. because that becomes a thing. But setting aside time to go over the expectations, to go over what's on my contracts, to go over what's changing, because especially with our little ones, their lives change so fast and their needs change so fast. And we need to keep up with that. And so if snack time looks really different right now than it did two months ago, just based on the child development, then what I'm doing in my day needs to reflect that. My boundaries need to reflect that. My expectations need to reflect that. Um, And So having that open dialogue with our boss parents, I think is key, not just when it's a big blowout, but when it's like, we need to keep this
0: communication consistent and the line open. Yes, I completely agree. And if nannies are listening and they want um, a deeper dive into just communication, go back and listen to a conversation about communication because Becky and Glenda talked a lot about the different ways that you can improve communication, like that day-to-day communication so that it doesn't get to the point where we're like, give me Friday off or I will quit.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. And there's so many ways that we set boundaries. And so sometimes we're like, I'm not even setting," them, but like you are by just being, um, so like examining what those are and really choosing them so that they reflect what you want to reflect. And you're not, we could have really rigid boundaries and it's like, that's not actually where I am. That's not who I am. That's not what represents me. Um, so flipping
0: it, let's make boundaries that are healthy for you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think that that is such a good point because yeah, everyone's nannying style is going to be slightly different. Like just by nature of we're all different humans interacting with other different humans. My nanny style does change between families. There are foundational things that don't change, but meeting the needs of the child in front of me, means that there is some flexibility there and, and looking at how to structure the day and all of that. So I completely agree that yes, it's important to figure out those, like, is this serving me? And if it's not, how can it? Um, and I, I think back to what you mentioned earlier about approaching it from a place of curiosity mm-hmm. um, is really, really crucial there instead of judgment of if you find yourself when examining where your boundaries are, saying to yourself, I'm doing something wrong, I'm not good enough, then that's not that's not the place from when healthy boundaries will will, uh, multiply. So. Exactly. Like back to that should,
1: like, it's yes. basically like, if you say a sentence that it should be this way, or it shouldn't be this way, that's not really like a fact <laughs> that's right. like, a, that's a really rooted in your feelings. And so like, let's examine that. What are the feelings that are coming up? Um, so we can kind of make that statement, a, a just plain statement, not, I should be doing this. Um, if I was a good nanny, I should be working 50 hours a week. It's like, well, that's a should that's Mm -hmm. let's balance out what it looks like. What is healthy nannying look like for
0: you? Right. Yes, exactly. I'm also curious about um, like boundaries with our nanny children. So modeling, boundary setting, making it more, uh, transparent for kids of like, I'm really struggling with the volume (laughs) that you are speaking to me with right now. You know, I need you to lower your volume for me to be able to hear you. Um, or et cetera, et cetera. I can't let you hit me. Um, things like that. So there's a wide range there, but I'm curious about how, Um, you help model boundaries for kids. Yeah. I think it's actually
1: fun because it gives you practice for when you do it with adults. Um, (laughs) Because it like, there's just like this, I think how do I put this? With kiddos, we understand that we're the adult and we're the authority, so we don't have a whole lot of like, "Well, what if they say no?" Right. The way we do with adults, like <laughs> we're just saying how it how it is, like what needs to happen, like what's what's going on right now. Um, and so when we take that same mindset from with kids with adults, then it kind of gets a little bit clearer. Um, when we're with adults, we kind of like shy away. We're like, I'm unworthy or I'm less than, or I'm just employed by speaking up, um, all these things. So with kiddos, we kind of already have that confidence, self-esteem stuff out of the way. And so we can kind of just work on the, like the language, the nitty gritty, like, how do I express this? Um, and so with kiddos, I, it's, it's the same with adults, just like expressing what the the value is that you want? um, And then how, how do we get that? And then what's my response to that if that need isn't met? Mm -hmm. Um, And so with kiddos, it's like they're, I use this one a lot with the kiddos like sitting in my lap and they kind of like are mumbly jumbly and all over the place. And I say like, hey, I want to sit a little, little still you can either sit in my lap still or you can sit beside me and be a little wiggly worm. And so like giving them those choices, it's the same with adults. Like um, when we go to the, I need extra time off. It can either look like this or it can look like this, but I need the time off. And this is how I'm going to respond if, if I don't. Um, and with kiddos, it's like, okay, well, if you don't, if you don't choose to sit right next to me all wiggly, then I'm going to have to put you there. Um, and so just like following through with that, and it's, it's a lot easier for us to see it with our kiddos, um, because they're a lot simpler asks, I would <laughs> say, but getting that practice in and just like, okay, this is the value that I'm, I need, this is what I need to support it and then follow through. I think yeah. the follow through is what we, um, forget a lot with adults. So practicing it with our kiddos, what I say is what I mean, <laughs>
0: Right. Which is so crucial to our practice as nannies, um, of like, we have to, we have to follow through. Otherwise it's, you know, a long road to regain their trust that what you say is what's going to happen. So, yeah. And that follow through that boundary follow through, um,
1: it applies to ourselves too. Mm -hmm. When we don't follow through on those. We're just like explaining to ourselves that like it doesn't really matter. Um, So like following through with that with yourself to teach yourself that like you are important and what you value is important and making sure that you get through the day whole is important. Um, Yeah, follow through with yourself in those personal boundaries as well is super important.
0: Yes. Yes completely agree.
2: Okay, so Martha, you're so great at asking everyone else questions, but I'm going to turn the tables and ask you a question this time. Okay, I'm ready. What is the hardest part of being a nanny that you didn't
0: expect? Oh, this is an easy one. Managing the parents, for sure. I went into nannying thinking it's all about the kids, but there's this whole other half of the job, which is really important for my career progression and job satisfaction.
2: Well, I can totally understand that. As a parent myself, it's often hard for me to understand what my nanny's doing with my kids all day.
0: Right, it's like the work is invisible. I think that's often why it's undervalued as a profession. Absolutely. Well, what if I told you that you could make this invisible work visible? Ooh, how so?
2: Well, it's a new app called Raise Kids with features like an event log, photo sharing, skill-based activities, scheduling, chat, and care. It will be obvious to parents all you're doing to develop their children, and they will love you for it.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. How do I get it?
2: It's available on the App Store and Google Play, free to download, but there's way more to be explored with the premium subscription.
0: Oh no, do nannies have to pay for it? No,
2: we do not want nannies to pay for it. It's very much designed as a tool for nannies that has huge benefits for parents. And we fully believe that parents should pay for this as a work tool for their nannies.
0: Phew, okay, just curious, how much does it cost?
2: So it costs $20 a month, which is less than one hour of childcare here in most areas. And for the listeners of the podcast, we're giving you one month free which nannies can use themselves to explore or provide to their employers to test together. Well, that's an easy decision then. Where do listeners go to get this discount? They can go to raisekids.com, r a y z k i d z slash Chronicles of nania. enter their email and receive a unique one-time use code in their inbox.
0: Awesome. Okay, everyone go check out Raise Kids app on the App Store or Google Play to explore this professional tool tailored to nannies just like you. I'm also curious about boundaries around being a professional nanny. So we hear a lot about you know a lot of people don't really have an understanding of what a nanny actually is what a nanny actually does um and so sometimes we're out in the world and we say we're a nanny and we come up against (laughs) these ignorant statements of like oh you just play with kids all day or (laughs) um that's not a real job or you know we've all heard them um how can we kind of together, as the community of nannies, help set those boundaries around what it means to be a nanny or help define to the world what nanny actually means? Yeah, I think a big part of it is
1: we we need to figure it out for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a lot of, I don't know if it's miscommunication or a lot of just friction within our own industry of what that looks like. And so I think a lot of that comes down to feelings of worth and importance. And like, I need to prove myself as this, whatever. Um, but knowing that we don't need to, like our job has existed for centuries. Like our caregiving role is so, so um, crucial mm-hmm. to our culture, to our society, to everything, whether we recognize it or not. Um, So like, let's recognize it. I think a big part of it is us being proud of this career for what it is. And I think uh, the pandemic has really made a shift towards that. Like it's given us a lot of opportunities for us to realize that we are in essential service in the United States is where I live in the United States. Um, and yeah, recognizing how essential we are and then walking in that, um, and proclaiming that and really fighting for our rights and setting those boundaries is showing to the world that this career is something, this career is worth setting the boundaries for, this career is worth saving, um, uplifting, empowering, all that stuff. Uh, I think it starts with us and, What that looks like, setting our own boundaries within ourselves, within our boss parents, within our industry. Um, Yeah, setting those boundaries, even so that we don't talk poorly about this industry. We need to uplift it in
0: general. (laughs) That is a really good point because I do think a lot of times um, we can joke in a way that's harmful. We can. Yeah. Say things like, (laughs) uh, I mean, you know, even joke, like, well, I just play with kids all day. Um, things like that, that make it, yeah, it's harmful to our industry. And I totally agree with you about uplifting the industry with our words and our actions. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like, and becoming
1: visible, it goes back to that invisible work. There's so many of us that are backbones of society, um, but are completely invisible and really making those important people um, visible and their important work visible because it it really benefits us all in the end. I think a part of it is there's not a huge value in early education in taking care of children child rearing um and once we start to like step up and say like no this is this is like all of everything (laughs) (laughs) this is where it all starts um I think as a society we can start to see a cultural shift towards appreciating this more Um, but yeah it starts with us and saying like this is this is cool stuff you guys and yeah, we play all day, but like our kiddos learn through play. Like I, as an adult, oftentimes learn through play. Like Uh how cool is this that we get to just like learn and absorb all day long? Like let's, let's act as if it as cool as that it is.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think that a lot of adults who, you know, have to go into offices and things like that, um, or are working from home or whatever, have lost sight of that play. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we see it pop up, right? Like Google or whatever, those big tech companies that are like, well, we have a ball pit and like, (laughs) like, we see that there is this, like, these gestures at play um, in these big tech organizations, specifically, I see that so much. Um, But we, like our job is to learn through play and to help children learn through play. And so it's like, we already have what a lot of people are chasing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people, um, when they like write down what their idealized day or job would be, oftentimes it looks like ours. (laughs) So like, this is the ideal, like it, it, we're working individualized, we're supporting families, we're playing, we're like helping kids, we're like opening our eyes to all of this magic. And that's what so many people out in the corporate world wish that they could do. Um, and hopefully it could eventually we can get to a point where, um, our monetary value reflects that,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yes. we're working on that. Yes. Um, yeah, I even, this is a, a bit of a tangent, a side note, but I was just, uh, I was going to see my friend and a show at second city and there was a, uh, a place that they were doing construction on it. And it's like, recess for adults like that's the whole concept of this business is that they're building like a gym basically that adults can go like have recess inside of it (laughs) which is yeah it's so fun it's a great idea but i'm like and i was thinking about it i was like i get to swing on swings (laughs) a lot (laughs) And I was like, you know, especially for, sadly, like, adult men. (laughs) Like, if you were to walk into a park as an adult with no children and swing on a swing set, you'd be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, But we get to swing, I get to swing on swing sets all the time. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and it's, there's so many parts of this work that, it just like is healing my own inner child. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, the, the benefits are just like astronomical of this work. It's like so filling and so fruitful um,
0: when you allow it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now I was going to ask about that. Okay. So as we, and we're not going to get totally into healing our own, our inner (laughs) child because that's, a A lot a big (laughs) um but there are certain times that this work will bring up wounds that we have so unresolved things from our family of origin um you know children can can find those buttons and push them very quickly a lot of times um because they are just cutting through a lot of our masks that we have <laughs> over top of it. Um, but also nanny parents can um, stumble onto those often. So if you, if, if a listener is sitting there thinking about a time that they've like walked away from a workday and they're like, something felt icky today. And I don't know what it is. Cause a lot of times when that, first gets triggered, we're like, I can't even touch it yet. I can't even like, look at it yet. Um, What, what have you found to be helpful in that journey of like, something went wrong today and I don't know what it was. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. It in, I don't
1: know if you've read body keeps the score. Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so good but it's like yes there's so many things in our day that are just going to trigger like things that we've carried physiologically Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're like I don't know (laughs) what that was um I think that there is a great a greatness in journaling and really like journaling out what you're feeling um so that you can see what those shoulds and shouldn'ts are, because sometimes we don't realize what we're, what mindsets we're operating from, or what beliefs that we're holding on to, or what opinions we're holding on to, until we kind of like lay it all out. Um, in our head, we kind of have like bits and pieces of what's going on, but when we write it out, and we realize like, oh, um, mom boss shouldn't have come into the kitchen during this time. Whatever. Like, we, when we see it that way, we can see that it's a should or a shouldn't. shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And we can just be like, oh, mom came into the kitchen. What did that stir up for me? Like, it's not that mom shouldn't have come into the kitchen. She did come into the kitchen. So, like, what did that cause for me? Identifying where we're feeling it and where we're holding it. Um, I know sometimes I like my stuff, not my stomach, my throat gets really like dry. And I, and normally that's an indication that like, I feel that my voice isn't being heard or like, if if, like, so paying attention to like where you're feeling it in your body and really kind of going back to like what those feelings are stirring up for you, identifying what that like memory is, because oftentimes it's, it's our brain making sense of something else that happened in the past and it's coming out now. Um, Yeah. And trusting yourself, like trusting that, like, you had a feeling and that's okay. That doesn't mean that like um, the whole job is worth quitting. It doesn't mean that like you hate them now. It doesn't mean that like, this is the worst family in the world, but that you had a feeling and let's identify what that was and how to work through that. Um, I think we're we're oftentimes scared of our own feelings even though we work with them every day with our kiddos. Um, even their big feelings get uncomfortable for us. So mm-hmm. just knowing that, like, it's just a feeling. Feelings come, they go. <laughs> Thoughts yes. come, they go.
0: Nothing is staying um, unless you choose to have it stay. Right. Yes. And, and we, I feel like a lot of us myself included say that to our children all the time. And then sometimes we forget it ourselves because when you're in it and your lid is flipped, it feels bad. And it, mm-hmm. you're like, I have to get away from this right now. Um, and I, I do think that, um, when those feelings come up, like in the middle of your work day, um, doing grounding exercises in that moment, And you can even, like, talk your kids through it if you have the space for it of, like, we're going to name five red things in the room that we can see right now. Um, Like, help me find five red things and let's say them out loud. Um, And it can be as simple as that. Or, like, let's all take five deep breaths together. (laughs) Um, And you don't have to explain why. You don't have to say, like, (laughs) I've been triggered. You can, if you have that type of relationship with your kids, but um, and then, so finding the space in that moment when you've been triggered to take those breaths, do the grounding exercise and then get through your day. And then, like you said, come home and journal about it. Or um, I th- I think if if there are listeners who, um, just writing on a blank page feels overwhelming, doing the I feel about because journaling mm-hmm. can be very helpful. And I use the inside out characters. Yeah, I feel happy about. I feel joy about because. I feel angry about because. <laughs> yeah and getting back to that like identifying what that root feeling
1: is because oftentimes it's like a feeling of loneliness or a feeling of anger or a feeling of usually it's really really simple yeah. like it's down to like the simplest of things and like you said um holding that space with our kiddos it's also so important for them to see us um honoring that space for ourselves and holding those boundaries for ourselves, even in that moment. Um, because yeah, we think our kiddos, we want them to grow up into boundaried people. Right. Um, and in order for that to happen, we need to be boundaried adults and show them what a boundaried adult looks like. Um, because if we don't illustrate that, they're not going to know what it,
0: what it means. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious if there are other things that you uh, were hoping to have an opportunity to talk about that we have not touched on yet.
1: Maybe just the, in general, like pandemic of burnout for caregiving individuals in general um, and how we, boundaries are the cure for that. And like, we've been so burnt out. Burnout is caused by prolonged over the top stress. So we need to like fix that. We shouldn't be living in um, systems that perpetually create stress. And So I think a a big part of this is, and I think the pandemic has given us a real opportunity for us to pivot this, um, but to really honor caregiving for what it is and and not push it beyond its breaking point. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think burnout is is really, really huge for caregivers of all kinds, personal and professional during this time. Um, And yeah, like we need to talk about it. I think we've just it's so prevalent. Um, Yeah, it's just so prevalent in all of our all of our industries that have to do with caregiving, personal caregivers, professional caregivers of all kinds are experiencing some major burnout right now. So boundaries are important for anybody in
0: any, any role you have. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know, um, several of my nanny friends are now leaving the industry because it's become too much for them. And because it's now been, because, you know, so many are, our jobs have changed in certain ways of like, we can't go out on as many field trips safely right now. We can't, um, you know, during the summer, certainly it's been a bit more uh, open, but um, a lot of parents continue to work from home have, have maybe shifted their jobs to now it is just working from home. Um, And so, A lot of our jobs have shifted. And I don't think that the fallout of that has settled yet. Um, And I think that we have more power in how that settles than we're giving ourselves credit for. Mm -hmm. You said it. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so as we are in this next phase of like we've been at it for 18 months we like you know we've been doing the dang thing we're Australia's already going back into lockdowns so you know who knows what the future holds for us but who knows what will happen by the time this even comes out you might be listening in the future and it's totally different landscape so I do want listeners and ourselves Sarah you and me too to keep in mind that we can through boundary setting we can change how this happens yep absolutely yeah we're
1: and even like um you can use this also kind of as a catalyst or like a leverage point to have those conversations like hey we've been in this pandemic for this amount of time this has been working for this amount of time this is coming up or this hasn't been working in the past six months like use it as a catalyst to have those conversations we have an excuse to talk because there's something else going on in the whole entire world like it's not just (laughs) something happening to us it's like the whole world is going through this like we can't ignore this elephant in the room I'm actually going to use it as a reason to have conversation
0: um And yeah, take your power back. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I think that absolutely there's going to be a lot of conversations coming up around, you know, safety boundaries too, like what feels safe to you, what doesn't feel safe to you, things like that. So, yes, using it as a jumping off point um, to have those conversations. And if you can't, you know, a lot of times there's so much happening at work don't be afraid to schedule some outside of the workday time and it can be on zoom that is one of the beautiful things is like it can be after the kids have gone to bed on zoom totally yeah and prioritizing that
1: that conversation and it's not yeah that is a part of your job. It's not just like an external thing. Like, even when you're in any other job and you have a meeting with your superiors or your supervisors, that's a part of the job. That's not just something that they expect you to do <laughs> on like your off time for yourself. Like, so em- embracing those conversations as a part of the job and not just something that's like tacked on. Um, but having conversation is a
0: job duty (laughs) right absolutely um completely agree well if nannies are listening and they're like man sarah seems great and you're right listeners she is and they want to find out more about you and all the work that you're doing um how can they find you totally um Instagram. Instagram is my game,
1: my jam. Um, that's where this all started. Um, so reach out to me on Instagram, the dot modern dot nanny. Um, and one of my favorite, I guess, I don't know how to put this, like it's not a product. One of my favorite things that I provide um are these service? one hour yeah, service. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It took me a minute to get the word too, though. So um, are these intensives. They're just one hour for us to kind of debrief. I find that so often because we're, there's only one of us in our jobs that we're alone. Um, Sometimes things come up and we don't really need like a whole like class on boundaries or my, I don't need a whole class on burnout, but I do need to talk through this. And I do need to have like somebody to kind of bounce these ideas off of in a safe space. Because like you said, sometimes the forums, we are all in the same icky spot and we're all like, yes, let's all quit our jobs. Let's all <laughs> let's all move on. But having somebody to hold space for you in a safe spot that you can kind of say whatever you need to say and nobody's going to feel like, like downing on the industry or downing your boss, parents or just any of those fears that you might have about having those conversations. That's what the intensives are for. And it's just a safe space um, to do that. And so I like to offer that and I like to promote that because I think it could be key for us in this industry to just have just a small little debriefing session, a decompression session um, every once in a while. So that's something that I offer and I want to make known. But yeah, find me on Instagram, The
0: Modern Nanny. That's where I go. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you about like the, um the idea of, because as we were talking through boundaries, right, we were talking in these vague, like pretty wide stroke type of things or broad strokes. That's what they're called. Um, and, and sometimes it is like as simple as, you know, like one little thing and you're like, am I, am I the crazy one? Exactly.
1: Someone am just needs to like, I just need to say this out loud. And I need someone to tell me like, am I
0: like way off right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and having someone to either be like, well, your expectations do seem a little like unaligned with, with what you've said that the jam is like what the story is or like, no girl, you are absolutely <laughs> not crazy um, or guy or them, but you know, like you got this, <laughs> like, you yeah. Were- and
1: to hold the space for that, where it's not, it's not catastrophic.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not like
1: world ending. Cause sometimes it can feel like that. Yes. Um, but just like, yeah, somebody tell me if this is weird or like mm-hmm. just a sounding board. We don't have people to like, would this work? Like, can you tell me, could you see this working? Cause I don't want to try it and then it be like total
0: mess. <laughs> right. But yeah, just a a safe place. Yes. So important. Go check it out, listener. Cause it's just like I said at the beginning of this episode, like Sarah, you post things and I'm like, is she is she in my granny house? Like <laughs> does she see what is happening? Um, because they're just so spot on. And I, I love that sense of connection. And I know that as nannies, you know, we don't have colleagues in the same way that a lot of jobs do. And so to have someone out there who is maybe literally experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing or understands my experience very deeply is so helpful.
1: Yeah. So and someone to tell work. you that you're not bad for like right. feeling it. Cause I think that's what it really we're afraid to say things because we're like it deep down, it makes me feel like I'm bad. I'm not good. I'm gross. I'm terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's like, well, no, you're not. Like we people have way more weird, intrusive thoughts than what you're telling me right now. Like <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's all good. Um yeah. I, I think it's just so important for us to make those connections and yeah, meet other people that are going through the same things and are our same level of crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> Who get it? Like, yep. yeah, we're sometimes just looking for crazies to match our own crazy. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> um, so lovely. Well, everyone go check that out. All of the links are down in the show notes. So check them out. Um, and then Sarah we end each episode with a cute fun story. Okay. Um I think I'm going to I
1: mean it's like a little short story, but That's great. Um because we're like talking about boundaries and how kids really just like mirror what we're doing and it, that can be so so wonderful. Um, and it can also be really, really silly. Um, I like when they pick up on certain words or things that you say is really silly. Um, and I've had, I want to say three or four kiddos all pick up on this same phrase that I say, which is winner, winner, chicken dinner. And like, <laughs> we're just playing games and winner, winner, chicken dinner. And it just, it lights my, my soul when I hear them say it, when they're playing by themselves. <laughs> um. <laughs> So not really a story, just like kind of a little, little anecdote, but I think it's just a a cute little reminder of how much influence we have, um, to just the, the small little sayings, the winner, winner, chicken dinners. We're just, our roles are so influential
0: and it's, it's sweet. (laughs) It is. I love that. And yes, I love when kids pick up on language and, uh, sometimes the parents are like, did you teach them that? Yeah. Like, what is that? (laughs) Where did this come from? And I'm like, that's, that would be me.
1: (laughs) Like another one. I always say like, let's hit it. Gidget. I don't know where that came from, (laughs) but then the kids say it when we're leaving the house and the parents are like, what does that even mean? I'm like,
0: I don't know. I don't, I think my mom said it when I was a kid. Yes. Yes. And I, for this podcast, I interviewed my nannies, um, a while ago. And it was so interesting because I do still do things that they were like telling stories about. And I'm like, I did not know that that, like, I kind of learned that from you all. Um, so it is, it's, we're, we're in a very impactful career. Um, and winner, winner, chicken dinner is a, a lovely little symbol of that impact, you know, like
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. It's a a fun symbol of that. So thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about boundaries. We all need it. And I really appreciate you walking us through that.
1: Yeah. And like I said, all my reels are because they're things I'm going to too. I am also on this boundary journey. It never ends. It's always up and down. You're always learning more about yourself. Um, And that can feel really overwhelming, but it's also like an amazing thing that we have an abundant number of things that we can fix to support us and like make better and make more healthy and more supportive and that's cool
0: that is that's so cool thank you sarah thank you and thank you all for listening we'll see you next week the chronicles of nannia is produced and hosted by martha tyler artwork by noni Blastodon. theme music by brad kemp Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email Chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
2: This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.